T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. It is a jumping spot to me. If you've got your Lucy passports, you can bring those up. We will make sure to sign them. You can enter for all kinds of cool cowboy swag. And remember, Miller Lite going to be giving away a pair of Cowboys tickets to their next home game if you want to sign up and get that going all at Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. But also transpiring on the show, Dallas Cowboys thank you notes, 877-881-1053. You want to get involved on the truckwreck.com text line. Also want to hear from you on the Twitch, on the YouTube. A lot of stuff going on. Who deserves your Dallas Cowboys thank you notes? I say Dak number one. I, I At halftime, I was texting my dad, and I said, hey, this is going to have to be one of the games where Dak wins. The defense isn't helping, and I don't know if they're going to help. Now, yeah. in the end, they did they did a good enough job, but that was Dak winning the game. Not all by himself, but that's the way life goes. I mean, I know people want it to be more fair. Reggie wants it to be more fair. Too bad. Life's not fair. <laughs> Judging people isn't fair. It yeah. never will be. It's all about the quarterback and the wins, and, and that's the way it goes, and that's the way it's always going to be. And Dak yesterday – had to win that game he wasn't going to get help and he did it and and to me that was one of those big wins for Dak Prescott not the biggest win sure but a very big win where Dak you have to win this we're not going to help you uh on the other side I did like one of the things he said after the game when he was asked about his critics and he said the great thing about that is I have the pen and the paper which I think is a great acknowledgement of I can change my story and he can they won a Super Bowl this year Everything changes. Yeah. And I know we just went through baseball playoffs. Is this fair? When somebody pitches six innings and gives up two runs and you lose the game two to zero, we're like, God, that guy, get those two runs. What a bad job of yeah. walking that guy and giving up a double. Now a guy gives up four runs in five innings and you win the game six to four. You're like, great battle. Way to go. Way to yeah. get out of those situations and only give up four runs. You're like, wait a second. That's the way life is. Yeah. Fair or unfair, that's the way it is. And so – Dak deserves to me a huge thank you from a lot of Cowboy fans. He's been playing outstanding football, and yesterday he had to do it, and he did it. Dude, I, I, one of my notes, I wanted to go make sure I did it, is Dak having to be Superman right now. And there were lots of moments where he had to be Superman because the offensive line uh, was getting kind of beat. You know, and he turned around, and he's they like, were. oh, crap. There was two sacks he took that I thought from holding the ball too long, but the, the offensive line was rough. Then also, But then he also makes the play where he flips it to Pollard and gets positive yards, and you're like, how did he even do that? that or the play, play where great. Terrence Steele got completely beat, and he makes the, he disappears out of the guy's hands and gets another positive play. And you're just like, dang, like he's – Aaron Rodgers said he's playing at a different level. The position, he's actually playing quarterback right now, which is different than just being a guy that's back there and and collecting information. 
He's back there playing the position at the highest we've seen. I think we've seen him play in a long time. And last night he definitely deserves it. I'm still going to go with Ferguson for uh, for my thank you note. I thought he brought attitude to the game last night that it took a while for everybody to catch on to. But Jake Ferguson, man, last night. Here, let me go real quick, Kevin, up into my notes because while you while you look at your notes, you'll like these two texts. From the 214, thank you to Jake Ferguson for being a dog. And from the 254, thank you, Jake Ferguson, for the attitude. So that's, you know, what you were just referencing. The, uh, it was, I know seven, the Cowboys were, uh, uh, it was, they were down 7-3. And I said, badass drive for the Cowboys. Big response. And they had attitude about them. Love the dump off by, uh, to Ferguson. Then the 47-yard, Kevin, the 47-yard pass interference. Like, there's an art to pass interference throws. A lot of people don't give enough credit to what Tom Brady did flipping the field. But, Mike, we've discussed that at length a lot of times. But then there was also Ferguson saying, oh, there it was, three straight plays. He uh, hurdles a player on one and gets lit up by, uh, by Frank yes. Clark. Frank Clark's jawing at him. Uh, Frank Clark then gets blocked out of a play by Ferguson on that se- on the next play, and then he gets a big screen for a big touchdown, and they get the uh, they get the touchdown uh, to to win that. So I really like the way that Ferguson was playing last night. I thought he deserves a lot of credit for this game. The toughness factor was huge for me. That's a, that's one of the biggest factors for sure. Uh, thank you to Dak's future baby for inspiring him to play better. Kevin, as you oh, know, yeah. children can inspire you. Uh, you have uh, we have Noah here today. A lot of people walking up going, the real Noah is right here in front of our eyes. This is amazing. Have you guys mentioned, we haven't mentioned Demarcus Lawrence today on the show, right? Yeah. So I think a thank you letter to him. The fourth and I can't remember, one, two yards, he blows that up, gets the tackle, gets you off the field. And then I was watching Lewis Riddick today, right? He was talking about how he thought it was a really bad play call by Seattle not to block uh, Micah Parsons at the end of the game. But he also said, look at what Demarcus Lawrence does. He's actually rushing up the field. But once he sees that, obviously, Micah is going to get there in a hurry and then sees uh, Dallas, the running back, fading over to kind of get a screen type of situation, he recognizes that pretty quickly, yeah. too. So he is like, this is a bad play call when you let Micah Parsons run free and then Demarcus Lawrence, one of the smartest defensive ends in football, is on that side of the field, too, and is recognizing that you are running a screen situation here, too. So I think Demarcus Lawrence, even though the defense didn't play well to that last night, Demarcus Lawrence had two major plays late in the game. And Kevin, I know uh, one of the players that I've been very high on since he got here, we got lucky to be able to, to interview him last year where he dropped 10 pounds of fluid uh, right behind him in his seat. And you brought him up this week as, as one of the improved players is Oso Digizua. Yeah. Last night he made a huge sack on uh, on Geno Smith that I thought was just that's part of his skill set. Yes, he's uh, he's really good in the middle there as a guy that can help with the run game stopping it, but he applies so much pressure from the interior position. It's a lot of fun to watch what he did last night as well. From the 214, thank you to Micah Parsons for keeping that fire all game long, even though it could have been easy to be frustrated with the lack of results. Is It, w- it was interesting after the first half when you saw the breakdown of pressure. It was the highest pressure rate that Geno Smith had seen all season, yet the Cowboys at that point hadn't gotten a sack. Yeah. And it felt like it didn't totally balance. You're like, all right, I know they haven't gotten a sack, but they have been putting a higher pressure rate on him than at any game this season. So, I mean, look, you prefer if you wrap up the play yourself. You get the sack, 
get home and finish it up. But they did a great job with yeah. getting pressure yesterday. Uh, I agree for the most part. I, I think better in the second half as the game That's wore fair. on. I agree, Probably yeah. not early in the game, but as Even the game wore on. Even though in the first on. half is when they had already set the record, okay. so I'm sure they surpassed it against the Yeah, I, I will say this. Also, a thank you letter to the Tolos right now as we are packed at Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. And Tolos are sharing tables with each other as Tolos are like, ah, oh, there's nowhere to sit. So I'm seeing Tolo sharing tables right now, which is really cool. Yeah, I like that part, that man. That is very That's cool, my favorite Mike. part, people making new friends as we go along. Uh, from the, Hold on, are you about to tell me that the friends It's the friends made we made along the, the way are the most important, Kevin. From the And the drink specials, yeah. Obviously, the Miller Lite specials are fantastic as Good well. Point. From the uh, 817, thanks to DK Metcalf for showing us uh, Bland hasn't been tested yet. I think this is a great opportunity, Mike. You know how coaches are. This is a great opportunity to take uh, Deron Bland into the film room and go over some of the technique things that he did. I think there's some footwork that could be worked on a little bit, getting across in front of guys a little bit more. But, yeah, that, that was a tough game for him last night because they said we're going to mark that dude and go after him over and over and over. So I know that's not a Cowboys thank you letter, but I think it might benefit Bland better along the way. He's been pushed up and propped up really high the last few weeks. And something like that could ground him and get him back to being focused again. I, I know this person has not gone under the radar at all, but thank you note to CD Lamb for just always being that dude. Like, you need a pass. So reliable with, right now, man. With the exception of that one drop, which I know was <coughs> really fine. agitating at the time. But you need a first down. You need Look, to spark the offense. There he is. I like what you're saying here. I was going to use this in Mike Likes It, but I'm going to ask right now off of CD Lamb. I think, Corey, you had him very high on your list maybe before people wanted to put him high on the list. I don't think there's any doubt that Tyree Kill's the best wide receiver in the game today, right now, because Justin Jefferson's been hurt all yeah. year. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, Jam of uh, Jamar Chase, Chase, Jamar Chase, but he's had a rough year because of his quarterback situation. So I was wondering if Tyree Kill's number one, where is C.D. Lamb now? And I would put him in the top five easily. I'm just wondering. I got to put guys. A.J. Brown up there. I'm with, with you. Je with Jefferson out? Yeah, with Jefferson okay. out. Right. kind of. I'm, I'm going in 2023, you know, just like last year in 2022, you had to take Cooper Cup off the list. He might have been number one going into 2022, but with I, his injury, you had to take him off the list. I think I'm putting A.J. Brown second. I haven't looked at the stats, but. He's just somebody that I think strikes fear yeah. in opposing I'm defenses. not disagreeing. I think this is your list, and, and I'm just wondering, Corey, after Tyree Kill, and maybe you, if you want to put CeeDee Lamb one, you can, but I'm I, wondering after Tyree Kill if CeeDee Lamb is number two or is he number three? I mean, I think, uh, I think A.J. Brown, like, I'm looking at the stats right now, okay, yeah. and with one week more played, he has uh, uh, 130 more yards. So, A.J. Brown could make that up this week. Sure. Uh, he has mm, 23 more, uh, recept 27 more receptions uh, than him, or 17 more receptions. Same number of touchdowns. I've been telling you, I think C.D. Lamb needs to add to his touchdown repertoire, and yeah. he did last night. But I will say this, uniquely different because I'm not giving A.J. Brown the end arounds. I'm not handing the ball off to A.J. Brown That's in the backfield. Fair. And that's something that C.D. Lamb can do. I think Tyreek Hill can do that as well. But him, DJ Moore. Uh, about Diggs? Diggs is still there. It's just I'm curious what's, why he's not on the field on important third down plays. Okay, so I don't know what's going on there. I, I was, I'm with you, Kevin. I think right now, being fair to where injuries have happened, 
I think he's the third best receiver in the I NFL. See that. CD? Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, behind absolutely. the two guys yeah. that Kevin named. Now, if Justin Jefferson is completely healthy, uh, you know, that could change things. If Jamar Chase had his quarterback healthy, that could change things. And maybe now I'm looking at him as the fifth best receiver but in the even NFL. Then. But I think he's a top five receiver in the NFL, even when everybody's healthy. People said last year that he wasn't whenever he earned that spot. And we, they were like, Heck, well, if Cooper Cup, okay, well, he wasn't there. Early in the year when CD got ticked off, people said he's not a number one receiver. Yes. I thought that was Which silly. Absurd. But and I, I think a, a lot of times he, people say that because he, and he even addressed that last night. He's like a lot of people will say that because I'm not in the I'm in the slot a lot because I line up all over the field. Yeah. He said, but my favorite part about that part is it's like hide and seek. Good luck trying to figure out where I am when we come out of the huddle. And I loved hearing that out of Ceedee Lamb because he knows he can do it from any spot on the field. And I'm glad that you brought that up because there's like one or two people who consistently were like, you can't be a number one in the slot. And I was like, first of all, I don't know if I totally agree with that period with the way football has changed. Are we Second, fighting wars in Great Britain again? Yeah. And, square so, boxes? and secondly, he doesn't only line up in the slot. Can yeah. I, I'll go back to history of 1994 when San Francisco won the Super Bowl. Do you know what the San Francisco 49ers did for Jerry Rice to destroy the Dallas Cowboys? They put him, they put him in the slot. slot. They put him in the slot yeah. because they didn't want Dion traveling with him, and they knew Dion wasn't really much of a slot cornerback. He didn't want to be in all of that traffic. He wanted to take away he a field. He wanted to be on the yeah. outside. So back in the day, Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver of all time in 1994 to beat the back-to-back champ, said, what are we going to do? We're going to put Jerry Rice in the slot and destroy the Dallas Cowboys, and it worked. And so going into the slot, the greatest wide receiver of all time went into the slot to get an advantageous situation. And you remember whenever uh, LeBron James kind of shut down Jason Terry, and Jason Terry said, yeah, let's watch him do that through six games. And then Rick Carlisle set up as many screens as possible for Jason Terry to run through, and LeBron couldn't chase him through all those because they were different styles of guys. Now, I don't think I would have said this if the Cowboys would have lost, but on a shout-out Friday, shout-out to Jackson Smith and Jigba. He, he is he a great from game. Rockwall. Yeah. He played high school football in Rockwall, yeah. and so shout-out to him. You played great, but not good enough. <laughs> we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. Coming up next, we're going to do Mike Likes It as part Uh-oh. of the Expressway, but also the Combo Platter. It's National Christmas Lights Day. Give us a sports opinion, and then when is it appropriate to put Christmas lights up, and do you do it yourself? 877-881-1053. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Play action to Pollard. There's Jake Ferguson on a slant. Now he hurdles a defender at the 30-yard line. He went over the top of Quandre Diggs. He got near the marker. They'll mark him about a yard shy. But that's the second time we've seen Jake Ferguson go airborne. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall off of I-30. If you want to come and see us, that would be fantastic. Corey's doing giveaways in the breaks. And then Miller Lite is going to be giving away a pair of Cowboys tickets to their next home game. That's against the Eagles if you want to sign up for that. But it's time for the combo platter right here. 877-881-1053, truckrec.com text line. If you want to get involved, also hit us up on the Twitch and the YouTube. It's National Christmas Light Day. So give us a sports opinion, and then when is it appropriate to put Christmas lights up, and do you do it yourself? Now, I want to read this one real quick because I've seen a couple things about this. We've been really busy out here. I haven't had the opportunity to, like, look this up. Oklahoma State football is going to get their ass kicked for what they did to that Longhorn this morning. Is there reports? Have you not seen this? I guess not. Is I got a they video have a of it. dead Longhorn at a frat house or yeah. something like that? Somebody uh, po- somebody tagged me on Twitter and it was uh, Barstool Oklahoma State. It looks like uh, had posted this uh, Barstool Pokes and yeah, there's a there's a. It says pokes by 90, and there's a dead longhorn just laying right down like the middle. Like a real longhorn it that looks, got killed? Looks like a real one oh to me, gosh. man. Yeah, but did somebody really kill it, or they just laid out a, I don't know. Like, I'm, this this seems kind of weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, that's the first part, and then the other part they said is they're a big fan of the old school reindeer fixtures with the lights that they're going to put out there. I've always wanted to get the... Clark Griswold, uh, Santa with the reindeer that he chops the the antlers <laughs> off. <laughs> that of that might be my favorite part of that movie when he flips out yeah. and just breaks everything. Yeah, and so I I've never been able to find because you know it's I forget what that's called ceramic. I'm not even sure if ceramics are right. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but the old plastic uh-huh. that things came in back when we were kids. I don't because everything's like blow up things or they're. The, the light up, like, um, I don't know, wiry. Yes, yeah, no, we have things. those reindeer wire things. So I don't even know if you can find those ceramic plastic things anymore. The, uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't found anything like that, but uh, I, I remember those because my grandparents had them. The Santa Clauses that were like that, they would melt and stuff every once in a while if yeah. the bulb got all out of sorts. Uh, but that's always fun. 
Kevin, I think for my sports opinion, I think my sports opinion is going to be by the end of this season, I think that CeeDee Lamb will be the number one receiver in the league. Whoa. Yeah. I think they're Does that gonna, mean he wins offensive player of the year? And the reason being, uh, I, mm, no, because they'll give it to a quarterback that finished second what? in MVP voting. Okay. Uh, but I think he's, I think that you're going to have to go up against Buffalo and you're going to need him to perform big in that game. And then you're going to go up against Miami and you get that opportunity to have a showdown between two wide receivers that are elite. I I like what you're saying, but I have this real question that nobody's brought up yet. Darren Woodson, Hall of Fame, tough to get in or hard to get in? Hard to get in, right? He can't get in. Uh, DeMarcus Ware, he was a a no-brainer. Did he get in first time? No. How about all the Cowboys throughout history? Has it been easy for them to get in or hard to get in? It's been tough. That's Hall of Fame voting. I'm wondering this. We haven't had an MVP candidate in forever. Is it going to be the same? Like, nobody's even talking about this. Dallas Cowboys don't get voted on very easily for these things. So all of a sudden we're talking about Dak, and we're now you're bringing up the possibility. I think it's outside chance, but of CeeDee Lamb. Voters don't like voting for Cowboys. And I don't think there's any way they would go MVP and defensive player of the year. Yeah, definitely like not if with, Micah kept going up. Definitely not with the win credentials. Like, you, you know, you do a, a couple of things, you're – you're involved in that conversation because you're a cowboy. That's going to happen. But, you know, the most important factor is those wins that come along with it. So, yeah, I, I see where Mike's going with that question. But for sure, I, I think that CeeDee Lamb can stand uh, on some of these numbers at the end of the season. I will say Tyree Kill's numbers, he still got behind by like 200 yards. There's some work to be done there. But I think it can be done for sure because he's going to need to come up big in a number of games before they get to – the soft spot of their schedule where they may not need him that much. And as far as Christmas lights, Kevin, I've told you the story before. Um, a few years ago, my my neighbor, I just moved in the house, and my neighbor brought over a bunch of lights. And he was like, here you go. You can put these up because other neighbors had their lights up already. And I plugged them in and threw them on the ground in the yard. Oh, dear. And I just said, there, I did my lights, if that's what you want me to do. I didn't want – I had my own lights. But he's thinking like, hey, this guy must need lights or something. But last year, Avery and I did put up the lights on the house. It was very difficult. We had to get stuff to like hang at the top of the roof and everything. It was a very difficult uh, adventure. But we got it done, and Avery loves it. He loved putting the lights up, and he's like, Dad, I can't wait to do it again. So I didn't know I had that on my hands. I didn't know I had kids that were really excited about yeah. that. But if they're excited about it, I'm, all, I'm a 1,000% in. Since I gave my opinion that, Here's my sports opinion if you didn't get it. I think even if Dak, if it's close, I don't think voters vote for Cowboys. I, I think we're, we're thinking everybody's going to be fair about this. I don't think people in Pittsburgh or people in San Francisco or what, they don't vote for Cowboys that are no-brainers to be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. It took Michael Irvin forever to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, it is not easy for Cowboys. So if, if these people who won't vote for Cowboys to be in the Hall of Fame, why all of a sudden do we think they're going to vote fairly or favorably for a Dallas Cowboy in an MVP conversation? Oh, you've been called out by Mike Bassick voters. Well, let's look I at, like let's, the strategy, let's Mike. Look at, let's look at the reality of Cowboys getting in the Hall of Fame. They don't. Cowboys in the 70s didn't get in the Hall of Fame. Cowboys in the 90s don't get in the Hall of Fame. Why all of a sudden are Cowboys going to get voted for for the MVP? Yeah, that's, man, that's interesting because you have to go back to 2016, I guess, when there was even a consideration. Yeah. And obviously further back than that. Yeah. 
I just don't think the Cowboys I, – I don't, I don't think – I think Dak – I think if you're going to be an MVP of the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL, you have to blow the competition away. And in this category, everybody's saying Dak has a chance because there's not a favorite. Well, hey, I mean, I was just thinking about this last night, and I didn't bring it up to Sean and RJ during crosstalk because I've been told I'm not good at crosstalk Right, anymore. yeah, I heard that, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, I just don't think that – Dak can get the votes because people won't vote for Dak around the country. You know, uh, did you see the package that and, involved and Christmas Dan- lights after Halloween? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm there oh. with you. Did you see the package last night with Danny White right before the game I leading up not. to it? Danny White was being interviewed, and they started showing all the great quarterbacks from the Cowboys eras, and they and they showed all the Romo failures too, and the moments that he experienced, and what that the spotlight you're put under. And Danny White was like, "Look, man." you were held to a different standard around the country. You yeah. were the Cowboys quarterback, and it's always been that way. And he said, look, all the, all the winning I did, everything I did was great for a lot of quarterbacks, but not in Dallas. And so, like, even he recognized, as great as it was, that I was in four straight uh, NFC championship games, it's not enough when you're a Cowboy. From the 214 Sports Opinion, three games in 11 days, and it showed last night for both teams. And I put my lights up after Thanksgiving from the 945. Stars beat the Lightning tomorrow. Christmas lights after December 5th. But, they, but they've never done it themselves. And from this one is funny, from the 214. The Cowboys will lose three of their last five games, maybe even four of their last five games. I don't put Christmas lights up myself. I did it a few years ago. Halfway through, they fell down. I strung them back up and started to fall down again. So I said, screw it, and ripped them all down, and I used shingle clips, and it looked terrible. (laughs) The dude, whoever the guy is that had the house before me, used to decorate like crazy. So I have nails and all sorts of stuff that are already built in place. I barely It's just the hanging process, and actually getting it that high is kind of tough because I don't have a big ladder. So do you have a ranch-style home, no no, uh, stairs? Right, yeah. I don't have any stairs. Yeah, he's living on a ranch in Plano. And an an aluminum roof, so I can't climb on the roof. Did you get your nanny to do it? I my it's no pair. You live in a more expensive house than he does. I don't think so. (laughs) Yes, you do. I live in the hood. I live in Oak Cliff. I think your house is still more valuable than mine at that (laughs) moment. I Yes. Hey. I would be willing to wager quite a bit of money on that. (laughs) Do you do Christmas lights, Kevin? Yes, but we switched it. Now, when you were talking about Avery helping out, now that our child you slash... You put Noah to work? No. See, that's the thing. He can't help now. Oh, okay. But now that our other child slash worker is gone... Yeah. And plus, our old house just had a bunch of bushes and shrubs, and we're like, hey, let's put lights in there. Now, they go on the roof, and so we I do not do that myself. Maybe when Noah gets older, we'll get back to that, but in the meantime... Somebody else does it. Okay, so when you were saying, when Mike was saying the Clark Griswold thing, I thought he was going to say the way the house is covered in lights. I would love to do that, too. Really? Me, too. But here's the deal. Would your family support that? Yes, but we can't. I've tried. I've tried. I can't get it even close to that standard because I did try years ago because our house was built in 1910. And the electrical the wiring, system yeah. is so oh. bad, it, uh, the I can't plug as many lights in as I would like because yeah. it, it just blows fuses. Our our like area <laughs> where the houses are older, the water pressure is horrible, and also the electrical systems are pretty horrible. That it will not let you expand to like Clark Griswold your house. Do you view yourself in a Clark Griswold way at all in terms of you love family? 
Christmas, but you might snap on a dime. Oh, I am Sparky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, I like that a lot. Yeah, a lot lot of that. That's why I kind of want to get the Chicago Blackhawks Griswold jersey. We had one for Peace A couple years ago for Peace we did. They make them. Like, they're out there just like they make whatever the – Bobby Boucher, Hanson Brothers, whatever, you know, jerseys. So, And I think, does Jared have one of those at his auction for Sandlot Charity? Listen, man, Jared has a lot of stuff up for auction right now, including a dinner with us at Nick and Sam's, which I've never eaten there before. It's nice. So go check out out that silent auction uh, on uh, uh, sandlotcharities.org. Uh, that's where you can go to check that out. But also, if you want to call in right now, 877-881-1053, and make a bid on our uh, current uh, table at the at the thing that's going on this Sunday, uh, I know for sure World Series champion Marcus Simeon will be there. True. Hall of Famer uh, Drew Pearson will be there. True. Hopefully future Hall of Famer. Uh, Darren Woodson, he will be there as well. And they'll all be there. There's so much going on. But if you make it a $3,000 bid on our table, you get VIP access to the VIP bar, and you get to go see how fast you throw in the bullpen and so much more, including, Kevin, I believe a meet and greet with Darren Woodson. So that'll be awesome, too. And the World Series trophy will be there as well. There could be other Texas Rangers there, too. We just know Marcus Simeon. so. But, I mean, just to throw it out, I think, like, if he's in town, I don't know. But I bet Nate Lowe would be there. He does a weekly podcast with Jared Sandler. So, they're going to be – Eric Nadell's going to be there. Um, So, you can ask him uh, if we are not dreaming. Oh, man. That we're on the field. And he'll tell you you're not. Yeah, because you get – this dinner's on the field, Kevin. That's amazing. Can you believe that we're going to be on the field where the World Series was played? I'm pretty stoked about that. Should I bring my glove? Yeah, I'm, I, yes, you can. I said yesterday, you were like, yeah, bring your glove. And I was like, I'm going to show up and have my glove. And Mike's going to be, Tolo, baby. Mike's not going to have his glove, and he's going to make me look I, foolish. I might because my my sons might go with me. Okay, and all so right. They, they will probably want to throw on Should I bring field. my catcher's gear? Do they have enough money to get a table? My sons? Yeah. They're, they're free. I'm oh. big time. Oh. <laughs> and on February 10th, Bishop Lynch is playing at the Globe, so they'll get to play there. From the 817, Mavs and Stars will sweep the weekend, and my lights don't go up until after Thanksgiving, despite what my wife wants. And that seems to be a point of contention for a lot of people. It doesn't really bother me one way or another. The one thing that I am a little perplexed by is somebody in our neighborhood still has their, like, 20-foot-tall Jack Skellington up. Okay. And I'm like, you should probably. Somebody Somebody in my neighborhood has, like, their Jack Skellington and multiple other skeletons around, but they dress them all up as Santa Clauses, oh, and they're, like, passing packages. The okay. little ones are passing packages to the big skeleton, and he's putting one up on the roof. And so I think I got a ton of respect for the people who carried over the Halloween stuff, converted it to Thanksgiving, and then even converted it to Christmas stuff. I like that. I respect that. Yes. I, I do. I think once you get to December, yeah. we've probably expired on the Halloween stuff. My son is a strong proponent of not doing anything Christmas until after Thanksgiving. I am too, yes. Because we have some Christmas, new Christmas Lego sets, and I was like, hey, do you want to build them? This was before Thanksgiving, and he goes, no. It's not time. We could start building them on Friday. My family tried to convince me to listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving, and I was like, y'all know better. 
Y'all absolutely know better. And then, so the day after Thanksgiving, I did start playing some Christmas music. Casey Musgrave's Christmas special is my favorite one. And her Adrian's is uh, Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red. So I started listening to some, and then I realized, Kevin, because I, I went to a store, and there was Casey Musgrave's playing. And I went, I forgot. Last year, by the time we got to Christmas, I was so beat down by Christmas music that I will never do this again. So I've stopped listening to Christmas music again. You know, we were talking about how hyped we are about Jared's event on Sunday. I wanted to throw one more thing out there. So dis- Do you think on the big screen they'll have the 49ers and Eagles game? Ooh, that's, Wouldn't that be awesome, That too? would be awesome. I bet they do. Be I kind of really hope cool. they do now. now uh, yeah, I want to talk to somebody. Or what if it was just highlights of us beating down the Astros? I'll take that. Yeah, yeah you'd be I'll okay with that. that? Yeah. Is next Chuck, Chuck Morgan making his MVP announcement that for Corey Seager. That would be awesome. On Thursday at Globe Life Field, the Texas Rangers will be doing their toy drive there, and G-Bag will be broadcasting live from Globe Life Field. So when we talk about being the home of the Cowboys, being the home of the Rangers, we go all out for all of that. So Sunday, Jared's event at Globe Life Field, and then Thursday, G-Bag Nation will be doing their show live from the Texas Rangers toy drive. So all kinds of fun stuff happening surrounding the Rangers, surrounding charitable stuff, and Globe Life Field. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. I hope you come out and see us now. It's time for some Mike Likes It. All right, so Mike Likes It is going to be what uh, Sean demanded I talk about during crosstalk, and, and, and he's really cut me out of that. So I would like for you guys to uh, direct tweet uh, <laughs> or direct X, whatever they call it now, to Sean Sharif, yeah, uh, and and say you did the right thing by cutting out of his own crosstalk on Fridays, and now it will never be. We, we are never getting Mike Bassett crosstalk no. again. I mean, he cut me out. He wow. said that's it. He's like, I'm too disorganized. I don't have enough focus oh, during no. my crosstalk, and so Sean has demanded that he gains the control back of crosstalk again on Friday. So it's over unless you flood. Sean Sharif and the maybe even Gavin Spittles, yeah. um, Twitter. What? Twitter? That's, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. X? Yeah, X Twitter. <laughs> uh, and, and say, hey, I think you should have Mike keep doing his unorganized Friday crosstalk or it's just at 1053SS is his yeah. Twitter. So, yeah, that's where you direct all those and, tweets to. And I see all the people who are saying Jack Skellington is multi holiday. But this version was the pinstripe black and white suit that does not feel Christmassy. Okay. But if you put a Christmas hat on it. You know, my wife hates that movie. I'm not a fan of it either. I've never seen it. Adrian likes it. I don't, I don't. care to watch it. All right. So let's talk about Shohei Otani. As Jeff Passan of ESPN uh, reported this morning that Otani has narrowed his field. And the reporting is that the World Series champion Texas Rangers – the Mets, the Red Sox have all turned their focus to other players, that they are out on Shohei Otani. Uh, it says here that the bidding is likely to go beyond $500 million. Wow. And Passan has even heard from a one source that said it could reach $600 million. Wow. So who's in on the over $500 million and maybe $600 million asking price of Shohei Otani? says this leaves the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Blue Jays, the Angels, and the Giants as the possible Otani landing places. 
I just don't think it's going to be the Angels, guys. The Angels are a rebuilding franchise. I, hey, I'm glad Ron Washington got the managerial job there. I think that is a five-year process of getting the Angels back to a place where they can compete for a cha- for a, at least a division title or championship. So I do think you can just take the Angels and throw them out of there. So I think Dodgers, Cubs, Blue Jays, and Giants are your four teams that are possibly going to go to that 600 number for Shohei. If I tell you right now any team that goes at or above $500 million for the Shohei contract will definitely regret it. What do you think? I'd say I don't think so. Wow. Okay. I think that he brings in 20 more million dollars of revenue than any other player does. So if you're giving Aaron Judge 40, to me, giving uh, Shohei 50 is like giving him 30. I, I do, Kevin. I have thoughts about that. I do wonder if the the number, if a lot of the numbers we were ta- we've been talking about for a while, Mike, have all felt like those were numbers that we were like, wow, look at the direction that money is going in baseball. I'm very interested in how the dynamics of the TV deals and how it affects the rest of everybody yeah. uh, down the road here. And I think it's there true. was a, probably a moment where everybody was like, yeah, it makes complete sense to spend this much on Shohei. And if that changes for everybody across the board, where they're, because this Bally thing happened very fast. Yeah. Nobody anticipated that that money would disappear like this. So I am kind of curious about that. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, Kevin, I do think that the TV situation the Rangers yeah. are dealing with is causing them possible issues going into the winter meetings. The winter meetings, everybody's getting there Sunday to Nashville, and then the winter meetings will happen Sunday through Thursday in Nashville. So we'll have a lot of Rangers talk, honestly, next week. Obviously, also a lot of Cowboys Eagles talk. But I do think that the Rangers, and maybe with some other teams, but specifically our Rangers, are dealing with a lack of knowledge of what the TV revenue will be in 2024. So it goes like this. The approximate value for the Rangers TV contract by a per year basis is $111 million. I'm going to try not to beat people down with math, but think about it. If you're going to take a 20% discount for MLB this year, but potentially long-term a 30% discount, you're talking about losing 22 to $33 million a year. That's a Jordan Montgomery, right? Yeah. Like, That's just something that they just might lose. And by the way, if they stay with Diamond Sports Group, they want them to take a discount this year. So when you're looking at the money that they would have to spend, they're probably going to have to take a, I don't know, $15 million discount this year. I don't know what that exact number will be. But they're going to have to take a discount, which let's say you were ready to go in on Shohei. Now all of a sudden you're like, you might have $15 million less a year. You're like, oh, crap. Does that matter to the players union, Mike? Like whenever this kind of thing happens, it should. Do the players go? We don't care what y'all are taking a hit on here. Like that doesn't matter to us. This is the rate for our players. Our belief is as players is that owners are clearing nine figures a year, each one of them. Now there's 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 teams like Oakland that we know aren't, but for the most part, we believe that Ray Davis is making. $100 million a year. And that's not, no, the, the franchise value is going up. Yes, we believe the franchise value is going up every year. That's why it's selling for more. We believe like a team like the Yankees are probably clearing, the Steinbrenner family is probably clearing 250 to $500 million a year. They're putting that in their pocket per year. Oh, wow. Um, so that's our belief. Are, are we 100% right on that? 
I don't know, right. but that's our. But belief. they won't open their books. The right. owners refuse to open their books. Now, what, now, wouldn't you if you were losing money, like really losing money? You're damn right. I wouldn't would. you open your books up to show the players? Yes. We can't pay you this much. Yes. Look how much money we're losing. There's a reason they're not opening their books, and it's probably not because they're losing money. They're probably making such a s load of money that they don't want one the players to see, but maybe more important, they don't want the public to see how much money these franchises really make on a per-year basis. And do you think like uh, the Scott Borises, those kinds of guys, are trying to are running numbers to kind of give themselves an idea of, look, we, this is how much we think these guys are yes, making yes. so they can work with you all better and closer? Okay, yes. all right. That makes a lot of sense. And that's why, Kevin, like I, I do see agents out there going, y'all can say you're not spending it, but it doesn't matter to us. This is what my players were. So – I agree with so much, probably everything that Mike just said. Here's the reason I would care if I was the players' union. Let's go off of the idea that the owners are lying, which, by the way, Mike, I agree with you on that. If I was losing money, I'd be like, here you go, take a look. But I think you have to build around the lie, right? So let's say owners are like, oh, I can't spend any more money. We just lost $15 million. Well, if they didn't lose that $15 million, at least that's theoretically maybe $15 million more they would put into player salary. Even though I still believe they're lying about how much income they're making, yeah. I think the owners are going to use this as an excuse of, well, now we have to drop spending 10 to 20% yeah. because that's what happened with the TV yeah. packages. And I'm with you on that. I do think the Rangers are going, hey. Now, here's the other thing about Otani. They believed in July – Obviously, we just went over the great uh, audio yesterday from uh, Dayton Moore. Yep. I'm like, we got to go for it. Well, part of their going for it was they were going to sell a lot of their prospects to the Angels for Otani. They were all in on Otani. They were going to win the Otani war if he was going to get traded. The Angels never put him up for trade. So the Rangers won the championship without Otani. I'm wondering if the thinking is today, as we're seeing Jeff Passan saying the Rangers are out on the Otani bidding, is. We won the championship without him. Do we really need to add a 12-year, $600 million contract? And I do get that. To Kevin's point of will teams regret it? I say I don't think so, but there's a good argument that they will regret it. And so I wonder if the Rangers are going to – we did it without him. Yeah. Do we really need to add a $50 million player until he's 40 years old or even older uh, knowing that we won without him? And – there is and still how much more they need yeah, other than him. Right, and there is this. I've heard from specific people that it is an issue with Otani's workload, that he specifically wants to be a starter. He only wants to start pretty much once a week. He's not oh. going to be part of a five-man rotation. He wants to pitch pretty much kind of an every sixth time. He wants to be on his Japanese rotation. So there are issues building a... a um, um, a starting rotation plus a bullpen, plus how much do we give him time off to make sure he's fresh? He's never had to pitch in September where baseball mattered. He's been in the crappiest organization yeah. uh, where you don't. September didn't matter. If we get him, he's never proven he can pitch great in September and then also pitch great in October and also hit in October too. So you didn't get to see that from his six years with the Anaheim Angels. So. I look at it and I go, not that I'm out on Otani. I'd love to have Otani as a Texas Rangers. I think the Rangers would too, but I do think they're looking at it going, we won without him. Is it the most beneficial thing to spend $50 million this offseason per year for for over a decade on Otani? 
they're moving in another direction. Do I know the direction they're moving in? I don't. Yeah. But I do think it's moving towards can we re-sign Montgomery, get Justin Turner in here to be our DH slash first baseman slash third baseman, and is that the direction that makes more sense for our organization right now with the finances of the TV contract? Whatever whatever Chris Young decides, he's got he's got leeway with me for the next 10 years. For sure. I, I got complete trust and faith that whatever decision he makes, he's doing it with the best interest yeah. of ever, of competition, nothing else involved. I don't think there's anything else involved in those decisions by him. Plus, he's also said we're going to work on our bullpen. Will Smith is a free agent. Not saying I want him back or don't want him back. I'm just saying he's a free agent. Araldis Chapman is a free agent. Stratton's a free agent. Yes, you do have LeClerc. You do have Spores coming back. Your two most important pieces in the playoffs. But there's a lot of bullpen. Brock Burke didn't have that good of a year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much Bochy trusted him throughout the 2023 season. So I do think that Chris Young is looking at the pen, looking at his DH depth situation, and looking at his starting rotation and going – Maybe it's best if we don't throw all of our chips in on Otani. And then if we're making those moves, I still think some of those potential moves could involve first base and center field. Like, you you don't just magically acquire all this stuff if you're not going hard in free agency. So I still think first base and center field, there's a potential for a change. Yeah. I was wondering this, too. I need to look more into this. I believe it was uh the pirates was it mitch keller am i getting his name right the pitcher that we were interested in he dropped off the face of the earth in the second half for the pirates but you know what if the pirates are like well we're not really into giving him a big time contract and the rangers like well he's not going to cost a lot in arbitration for the next three years maybe he will because he pitches great for us you know those conversations with the pirates could get back going like hey do you really want to keep him We'll, we'll trade for him, but obviously his value's gone down. He, he pitched crappy in the second half of the season. But stuff like that, if Chris Young and the scouts believe we can get him back to what he was April through July, maybe you you look at stuff like that. Keller was the starter. Bednar was the, clo- right. the closer. I think it was Mitch Keller. If you look at his second half yeah. stats, he stunk it up. And luckily, in a way, luckily the Rangers didn't trade for him. But he could be a guy that the Rangers look back on and go, he's 27 years old. I'm looking at your computer here. Maybe the Rangers look at that and go, maybe we trade a couple of okay prospects and get right. Mitch Keller in our rotation. Woo, what a packed expressway that was right there. Coming up next, we're live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. If you want to come see us, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Guys, we had one of our, our Friday guests during the C-Block called the Cowboys game oh. last night. Uh, we hope Brad Sham gets better soon, but we will talk with Kyle Yeomans next on The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.